everyone, let's not talk about anything bad. Let's just have a nice time. Yeah. Let's just all be civil, talk to each other, be friendly, dance, take drugs. <laughs> yeah. next door you know talking about spooky stuff yeah and other and i'm sure you're super surprised if you were a listener of us and you saw that the title of this episode was midsummer uh or midsummer and you were like didn't they already do that and what's going on here what is this um yeah we are kind of We're talking about it in a new way, a little different. Uh, The first episode we did, we were very angry, and rightfully so. There's quite a lot of things to be angry about. Um, And there are things that we disliked, and the way that it was explained away by Ari Aster in the beginning was like... It was a breakup film. made it worse. (laughs) It was insulting. Uh, But we were... It was just very volatile anger and i think we're like we don't love it i don't love this film by any means but i don't think i loathe it as much as i had mm-hmm. and so and in fact there's parts of it <laughs> there's things that i found out now where i'm like i kind of there are things i like like the fact that white supremacists and hateful people hate this film because of what it represents and i was like well that just means as the hunt like has told slightly, us slightly more i was like <sighs> I was like, well, now I kind of have to like it. Yeah, like, am I one of... No, so... <laughs> yes, I like Maybe it. Maybe it's not the worst. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is the first time we're really, like, re-evaluating a film. And, and Midsummer was the first one we actually did an episode that was just about a film. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting because we're doing that now frequently. And so to do so and be like, we're, you know reevaluating the film it's just the film and it's in our like kind of film only uh series is very interesting uh yeah so if you are you know listening or watching make sure to check us out on youtube and itunes and subscribe like comment so that we know you're there and so that people know we're there please share if you are enjoying what we're creating uh it means a lot to us for you to share and to also communicate with us in that so that we are assured (laughs) that we're doing a good job it's like let's keep doing it man yeah wow somebody listened to it (laughs) you know one person i love it that's enough let's go yeah i will work my butt off for this one person like but actually like i will yeah let's go and we have been. And Internet I think, loves. like, you know, it, it helps to hear feedback of any kind. So if you do have any suggestions, if you're like, oh, have you guys done this film? You should. Uh, you can reach out to any of our social media sites, but also, like, email us at theghoulsnextdoor at gmail.com. Yeah. And honestly, even if it's to be like, y'all suck, here's a long list of reasons why. I welcome it. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> how can we know and change? How do we grow? Yeah. I I, I would say and let us say we're I don't think we are but like just saying yeah. we're open to both sides. Well, listen, like well, whatever. Yeah. Any any press is good press, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, if the right people hate us, then maybe 
other people will give us a chance. <laughs> so, uh, which is like this film. You know, we often got a lot of pushback from our just intense hatred of this film, yeah. especially in the horror community. Mm -hmm. And it was off like as soon as we left the theater, we were upset because the first like 10 minutes really threw us off and we were so angry. And we had been doing the our representation series. Yeah, so we, we were, were like right, super sensitive. Yeah, we were very raw going into it about just like specifically mental illness representation in horror and yeah. just like that has been and disability representation too. Yeah. And just like how it has just been so awful and brutalized and just like not mm -hmm. doing any kind of service to those communities that, you know. I belong to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like uh, family members belong. And like, just like, yeah. it's just like seeing this and being like, another, yeah. another one, another one, but yeah. not in a good cool. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like also race too. Like we were doing all the representation. Mm -hmm. And so like to see a film that was kind of just following the same tropes and using the same mechanics that horror has used to hurt and villainize, uh, like these marginalized communities like really hurt us and so we use like our guests and and had them talk about like specifically why we have a problem with these things right and so mm -hmm. it, it i don't think it's like the worst episode right i think it just was very raw and reactionary mm -hmm. and you know We've heard, and, and that's like another reason why we're like, please tell us and, and communicate with us. So we've talked to other people who are horror enthusiasts who love it. We've seen, you know, articles on articles on, on you know, the the kind of like, <laughs> there are two ways. Like there's people who really, really hate the film or people who love the film. Yeah. And there's never really like a gray area. And so kind of like navigating that and seeing it. Um, uh, Ashley Blackwell for Graveyard Shift Sisters had shared this really great uh article and it was about white supremacy mm -hmm. in midsummer and so that really got me thinking when i was like well wait a second if like and i don't want to give any credit more than it's due but what we do here on the ghouls is we deconstruct and we look mm -hmm. at film and we can interpret what we want to it like what we assume it could mean right? yeah. like and not to say that like that might have been the intent of the yeah. director and maybe you know it wasn't you know the overt message but there it appears to be there is some of that in there yeah uh, upon a closer examination yeah. <laughs> right and so uh i you know it's not a saying like oops because I, I still very much believe there are parts of this that are very problematic and toxic mm -hmm. in the horror community. And it's honestly not a great horror film. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just kind of stereotypical. There's, it's not very exciting. It's kind of like two and a half hours of, like, snore fest and just, like, gaslighting. And, like, <laughs> like it just is, like, for a lot of reasons. But, like, yeah. when you take the other stuff, sure. Well, it's, like, this few things that it does well and says well doesn't make it an entertaining film it just yeah. it's saying something i think that's more so it like yeah it's saying those messages but did i enjoy watching it at any point at all during it no yeah i watched it the second time and it was kind of like grueling because i and i was watching it with the purpose of like being like let me actually look and see mm -hmm. and and pick out parts that i think are interesting but i really was like i don't want <laughs> I just want to say watch um and like and it's not for the gore because like I live for gore and it's, I think it's funny because the gore is very uh saw 
Mm-hmm. Like the th- like what you see is like like one is like literally the the angel, right? Like in one of the Saw films, they have the angel where the back was opened up and it's like it looks like wings kind of like that happens in this film and i was like it's never been done uh and it's so quick and so nothing (laughs) right so i was like whatever especially after coming from something like hereditary yeah i was floored by hereditary yeah that movie messed me up yeah it's still like really and it's that was a horror film yes (laughs) it's very visceral and raw and like in I really enjoy the foreshadowing and, like, the hints and stuff throughout Hereditary got me really excited. In Midsummer, it really just felt like a lot of on-the-nose, no one, like, you really don't need to look that hard. Yeah. Which is thankful because it's It was just raw in a different way. Like, and not in the way that you were... I mean, I guess it's like when you go into something with high expectations. Yeah. Like, generally. Yeah. You're going to get disappointed. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I had no desire yeah, I, yeah I just yeah i still viscerally remember like the first 10 minutes and me looking at you and being like can we go Ugh. yeah and then you being like no we have to stay well like with our eyes we never said these things out loud no we have to stay like this is important we gotta yeah. watch it and then we did and i was so scared you were gonna say you liked it at the end that i like the new one no that, like you liked uh Midsummer. Oh, when the from the first time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember us looking at each other and being like, "That was awful," and being like, "Oh, thank God someone else sees us." And yeah. like our our guest Pascal also felt that way and had a lot of great input on like the disability aspect and also mental illness. And it was yeah, it was very apparent. Um, but yeah, there was a a, a tweet, um, by. I, I can never say her name and I feel so bad about it. Um, but uh, one of the people is, is featured in uh, Horror Noir and she tweeted like, she was like, I'm rewatching Midsummer, and I don't know if I could sit through the the worst, like the the scariest scene, which is when uh, Josh has his, his thesis stolen by the mm-hmm. white guy. And I was like, it's pretty legit. And then she also like s- tweeted under that, like, and I would also like tear up that dance contest. <laughs> like what? I and, saw that tweet. It was great. <laughs> right. And it's and like, like I retweeted it. And, but under that was where Ashley Blackwell had shared. She's like, this is a super important thing to talk about. Here's what it is. Cause I've also had that conversation with her. Cause I had, we had that interview with her right after that film. And I was mm-hmm. like telling her how much I hated it. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I can get, why people like it and she was like on the same fence she was yeah like, it's not great <laughs> yeah. but i get it like it says some stuff but like at what cost mm-hmm. um and i will say like kind of like in the the realm of the hunt right and like how we were talking about your influence by like what you deem as good you it, it kind of leans you towards it also thinking it's good right mm-hmm. like if someone you hold and revere enjoys something yeah you might have to kind of think maybe you enjoy it too right yeah and so a part of that came from uh articles in which they said jordan peele enjoys this film and and thinks ari aster is like one of the features of horror and i was like hereditary is really good so i get it yeah people really love this film and when i looked back i was like okay i get it uh <laughs> i can see why he would say that right yeah but then for the they're releasing the a24 they released the production books of their films and they've done like the witch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're releasing that. And the foreword of it is by Bong Joon-ho of Parasite. And I was like, I can't not <laughs> like, I was like, all right, no, I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> 
and rewatch it and see. But it helped to see all these articles that had come through that expressly stated, like, this is actually addressing white supremacy. And I think a big part of it is, like, what people really love about Midsummer is that it's in the daylight and it's always sunny and it's it's a different kind of take on horror, which we're used to seeing at night. Like, Mm -hmm. we're used to, like, the demons and darkness, like, invokes evil yeah right uh and like it's not the first in the sunlight film that has been horror like we have wicker man and the other wicker man (laughs) right like we have those uh and so like i was also like "Eh, whatever but when you kind of take a step back and you realize like the point of that is like because the villains in this film are these white like uh swedish cult members Mm -hmm. who are killing off people of colors, <laughs> like, at the yeah. beginning, and then, like, people who are useless to them, they are committing awful acts uh, to uh, of, of incest and, like, uh, believing in, like, pure bloodlines. They're mm-hmm. uh, 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 aside Is that what it's called? You kill elderly people. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's, like, a lot... Like, they're very much the, the villain. But the thing is, like, they're doing all of these murders and things and, like, conducting this toxic lifestyle in the daylight yeah because they are white and because they can yeah right? and it's so it's like that really is the horror it's like they can just do that and that's yeah. kind of like it, it reminds me of like get out in which they're doing the uh the auctioning in just the daylight in the day just being like in silence yeah sounds like here it is we're auctioning off this man's whole life body uh <laughs> and it's like they can do that there's no repercussions right and and the fact that in this film all of these characters like they're getting picked off little by little and no one is remotely as afraid as they should be mm-hmm. because there's no way that these but smiling white people, white people are yeah. gonna kill you <laughs> yeah. right? and i think that's like uh and i think the choice to have our character or the character we follow be danny is very interesting too because i don't think she's a hero in any right and i think She's kind of a victim, but I also think, like, she's a part of the same system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a reason why she is the May Queen. There's a reason why she's kind of blindly going through it every time. Um, but it's, like, it's also, you know, just cult mentalities, right? Like, they prey on people who are sensitive and at a, a low point where they're alone. Mm-hmm. And they offer you family as this, like, beacon of light. And if that if you don't have that, then you're more susceptible to... to believing that and then and and kind of like what we talked about in ready or not right mm-hmm. you if your family is doing it it seems fine yeah if the people that are your like unit your house right if they're like it's okay to do x y and z you're gonna do x y and z and that's what this whole community is and because i was when i was watching it and at the end she's like crying i'm sure everyone has seen this and knows what it says on She's crying. She's a May Queen. She's full of flowers. And they're all breathing, which is super... That's the scariest part, honestly, is the breathing flowers. Uh, but she's, like, looking. She's crying. But she, like, let this happen. She chose the awful boy to be murdered, which is, again, it's kind of like the revenge fantasy that our final girls come to. It's mm-hmm. like, that's not the way out, honey. You just break up with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't wish death on your ex. Like, just don't. Um, <laughs> it's He's, he sucks. Yeah. He's the worst. He's the worst. Um, But maybe not. But maybe uh, don't pick the people who've been murdering everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I thought was like, so Pele loves her. 
and he kind of like see he knows she's gonna stay he knows that she's the perfect victim to be a part of this and there's a part where she becomes a may queen and pele's sister his twin sister which he introduced kind of weird but whatever his twin sister like comes up and like holds her and says you're in the family you're the family you're my sister Mm -hmm. and i was like that's because because pele comes up and kisses her too so Mm -hmm. i was like so I am to believe from those acts and and kind of like the way that they've been treating her is that after this, she is one of them because that's what they do. They would usually they just come and grab like men so they can have white babies Mm -hmm. because they don't all want to do incest. Yeah. Uh, But like that's what the outsiders are there for. It's like Rumspringer. But they keep her because she's going to be like Pele's wife. So that means like she's going to be a part of this community now. Like she's the ready or not like family members yeah. who married in. Yeah. Like she's just a part of the same awfulness. Mm-hmm. Like and so I think like you know it, there's some toxicity there, but uh there's a lot of reasons why white supremacists are mad about this film. So one of the things is like uh his use of runes, Ariaster's use of runes is on purpose. Yeah. And the fact that they're Swedish. Um there's like because there's so much in that like pure bloodline like viking people believing they're the glorious you know perfect Mm -hmm. person uh and kind of conducting these things to do that is on purpose Mm -hmm. uh using the um i'm totally blanking on what it was called the atitspa which is where the old people died which is also a trigger again so why we were kind of you know our glasses were foggy and mm-hmm. watching it was because that was very triggering. It was like emotional. And that part also made me think of things. So like that is a rumored uh, practice and has been disproven that yeah. that didn't happen. Uh, but there was a long time where people thought like Vikings would just be like, all right, old people, you're 72. You got to die now. It's yeah. done. Um, and I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, it's such an interesting like uh, practice and tradition for these like white people to have because when you look at any other culture like especially when you're like here in america like we all like people who travel from outside who come here and they see the way that we like, treat our americans elderly. treat our elderly like putting them in homes or just like casting them aside and not valuing them like multiple like most other cultures like any like latinx cultures uh have it where you're like your grandparents live with you Mm -hmm. and you value them like they are the matriarch and patriarch of this family and they've been through stuff Mm -hmm. and so you have to like take care care of them them. like that's how you return them caring for you same thing with like asian families like east and west asian right like uh or like south america like there's so much like in in African and other black like uh, islands and things like that like that's what they do you take care of Mm -hmm. your elderly and there's like this family thing in that so to like for this (laughs) group of people who are all white to be like you've done your purpose you go now Mm -hmm. right uh it's such a a specific mindset of like you have a role you feel it you do it you're done Mm -hmm. and like kind of like how religion has like held and and conformed certain areas like even in america like thinking about our witch trials and stuff like that uh having this like very strict like idea of how people should be living their lives mm-hmm. and like cutting them off kind of like, yeah. like we're not putting people on you know a boat and being like okay bye you've got <laughs> you're done now like that's yeah. not what happens um the ruins throughout are are nor 
Norwegian. Uh, and they all do mean stuff. <laughs> but the express use of them is very much to be like, we are essentially like poking fun at this culture. Mm -hmm. Or like highlighting some of the toxicity of this culture. Because mm -hmm. uh, it is a culture that has inherently been hateful and has like this toxic pride uh, in it. So mm -hmm. it, it very much is a direct, which is why there's like white supremacist groups and, and, and people who have been like tweeting and talking about it saying like, how dare they, you know, make it look like this stuff is bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, but it is, right? So like the idea that they like uh, forcibly create Ruben and they are kind of doing that awful uh, horror and other film genre uh, disability trope of like making him uh, special, yeah, yeah, magical because he has a disability. Um, and the fact that they made him that way and when he dies, they're gonna make another one. Like that, <laughs> just like they, and they believe that that is the, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not any crazier than Mormons looking in a hat. I mean, like, this is my Bible. Um, but, like, there's absurd things like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of easy to believe. But, like, the his existence, like, we were pretty upset by it and the fact that it was used. But when we're looking at it, it was used because it's absurd. Like, it was used to make a commentary on that. Like, it yeah. wasn't seen as a good thing. Like, these are the villains. Mm -hmm. And whatever they do, we should be seeing as, like, that is wrong, that's messed up. Mm -hmm. And learning from it. And so I think that's why that's super important. Later I saw a a quote from Ari Aster kind of explaining that the fact that there's, like, a dismissal of Josh, um, uh, what's his name in Good Place? Cheaty. Cheaty. <laughs> the dismissal of Cheaty, or, or Josh in this, um, is because they don't really care about him. They're not going to, like, because the people who are there are there to help their line. So they, that's why they picked the white boyfriend to have sex with the girl. They also, like, it's implied that the one girl who took the jerk boy away mm -hmm. had sex with him in the woods before he was killed. Uh, and it's also the fact that these, the, the three people of color in the film that we see are all killed off screen or in the dark. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, people commend this film for saying, like, you know... Well, Josh didn't die first, but it's like, but the other two characters of color did die first. Mm -hmm. So you, you just because your one black guy didn't, we still had another black guy and an Indian woman. Like, you mm -hmm. can't just be like, they don't count. Like, what yeah. do you mean? Uh, but they died first, but they die off screen. Yeah. And like, we barely like get to see what happens to them. People do not care. Danny does not care. Like, there's a moment where she is like concerned but it quickly turns to selfishness mm -hmm. where she says to the boyfriend like i could see you doing that i could see you leaving me and it wasn't like no that maybe was we should weird. maybe we should help her yeah we should um like validate <laughs> her experience of fear and having like upset feelings about what's happening in front of yeah. her instead of just focusing on what bothers me right now. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he dismisses her when she's like upset about it. And then she just dismisses the situation. Like she takes it more personally that he's doesn't care that she's upset. Then she is upset. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's cause she's not good. She, well, cause she turns it into a fight and not like she uses their experience as a means to pick a fight with yeah. her boyfriend. It's kind of like the hunt in that where it's like, she's like, I'm right because I noticed them and I noticed their trouble and you're wrong because you didn't notice. And I've done literally the bare minimum, which is just know that they existed. And that makes me better than you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I really need that. Right. And so, uh, 
Yeah. So there's Josh is killed in the darkness. Um, and it's, I thought there was a lot of interesting things is like one, I, I, and we said this the first time we watched it was, I love that Josh was researching them Mm -hmm. because it was a nice twist because generally it's white people hopping up into Africa being like, what are your archaic, you know, things that you're doing? Oh, look at these savages. Let me learn about your stuff. Yeah. And so it was kind of refreshing to have a black man go to a white country and be like, this is whack, isn't it? Like, what is this weird, weird, wild situation? situation we're in, right? Uh, And so (laughs) I really enjoyed that. And I think it's funny because, like, he knew what the Otitzba was and he didn't tell anyone, which I thought was strange. Um, But he is not real. Like, he's, like, surprised by the graphic nature of it and, like, the situation. But he really doesn't care because he's, like, kind of looking at it as an anthropological point of view. Mm-hmm. And he has that whole scene where, like, they're walking. Everyone is upset because they just watched two old people die. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Christian is, like, I'm stealing your thesis. Yeah, what's and up? And then Josh is upset. And I thought that was such an interesting, like, like he is desensitized to that violence. Like, it's kind of, like, as a black man, it's just, like, yeah. I'm seeing it from this, like, science, like, just, like, culture perspective, but also, like, you don't know my life. Like, I could have very easily, like, this is just whatever, right? Yeah, people um, die. Yeah, right? And then what upsets him isn't that those deaths. It's that he's being, like, his work, his intellectual property is being stolen. Yeah. And bluntly, by this white man who just knows he can. And he yeah. confronts him for that. He's just like, I can't believe how obvious you're being. Mm-hmm. Like, you aren't, like, you know it's wrong. Because you're kind of nervous, but you're just in my face right now saying you're going to steal my thesis. I mean, if you think of like Amy Cooper, the lady in New York who knew and like used that and knew that she could in broad daylight and no one would stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's knowing the wrong thing to do and choosing actively to to do do it it just because you know you can. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's interesting because they dismiss the 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 couple by saying like they they left mm-hmm. they dismiss uh the white guy who was a jerk who pissed on their <laughs> ancestral tree they dismiss him pretty like nonchalantly uh by just saying like he went off with a girl mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like whatever but they are they essentially take a you know page out of the american press book and villainize josh they uh, accuse him of stealing, so mm-hmm. they make up the story that the book is missing, that what's-his-name was the last one who wanted it, and now he's missing, right? So they're, like, throwing his name in the mud and, like, and selling him, but nobody else. Even mm-hmm. the guy who literally peed like, on peed their, on their ancestral tree thing. and has, like, been rude. And, and awful is, the whole time. Yeah, he's just the embodiment of American Mm-hmm. When like you go vacation. somewhere that is in America. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. being inconvenienced mildly. Like, how dare you, right? Uh, he was just expecting, like, foreign girls to fawn over him because he's American, right? Um, so, like, the fact that like, this is the character that they're like, this is a bad guy. You mm-hmm. brought a bad guy here. But I think what's even more telling is the way that Christian handles it and that he's like, we don't associate with him. We're not his friend. Uh, we're not giving him any credit on this report. Uh, I can't believe he did that. And it's like, this was his friend. Yeah. And he, it just, I mean, they just gave him the means to further steal his stuff with no consequence. Yeah. It was just like, now I'm justified. Look at me be the hero. Yeah. And like Danny stands there and does not say anything. She doesn't stick up for him either. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and it's like, 
that, again, it just makes me mad that I'm like, she's not, oh, she's awful too. Um, I mean, she is not a hero, man. No, everyone sucks in this film. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was not, there was no point where I was like, wow, I'm really rooting for her. Yeah. Wow, I really hope it gets better for, like, and I mean, that, that sucks too, but like, she actively, one was super selfish and sad the whole time. She did not have really any sort of, as you, we were talking about outside of the ghouls and you were like, she's just her pain. Like, yeah. her entire thing is that she is just upset and sad. She has no other substance to her. Mm-hmm. She's literally just, woe is me. I Everything bad, it only happens to me. Anyone else's experience doesn't matter. Yeah. Wow, ow, my life. <laughs> Sadness yeah. times. And, you know, she's extremely selfish and definitely just kind of, like, lets everything happen, like, kind of goes with the flow, doesn't really question anything, as you said, is silent. Or mm-hmm. kind of uses other people's experiences as reasons to mess be up upset, her. Like, yeah, yeah, just more reasons to be upset. She steals everyone else's uh, emotions. Yeah. yeah. And and I think, like, uh, that's another part of it. So, again, we had the problem with mental illness. And the one of the biggest problems was the portrayal of Terry, the sister, who has who's dubbed as having bipolar disorder. And that is, like, the we've painted it. We paint bipolar on her, so now we excuse all the action. That's it, of course. Of course she murdered her family. That's what they did, right? And so it's 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 demonizing people who have bipolar disorder, who are already, like, perceived as a danger or problematic. Like, anyone who does not know someone who has BPD, like, looking at this film, being like, They're, I'm not afraid of them. Yeah. Because that film told me that's enough. <laughs> right? That's a, that's. A, enough like one plus two one equals two now like you know and so um like and kind of ignoring the fact that people who have bipolar disorder are more likely or people with mental illness are more likely to be harmed than to be the one harming people and Mm -hmm. if they're harming anyone it's usually themselves and so there's that's not an explanation for someone being that homicidal and that evil like there's an extent to to that scene in the beginning that is awful and like i get that it's a horror movie and it's supposed to make us upset and unsettled but i really felt like it was graphic unnecessary and like it made victims of the wrong people because mm-hmm. danny wasn't really the victim it's like terry was like terry wasn't getting help mm-hmm. but we also are shown in the beginning and through like contacts that danny has like anxiety and suffers from like panic attacks and Mm -hmm. has like a therapist she talks to her friend who was like the only sound voice of reason who was like no your boyfriend should care about you yeah you shouldn't feel like a burden and all that like and completely dismissed right and you know that just kind of like comes with certain mental illness or uh disorders like that where you do feel like because it's not something that just goes away it's something you're always working with and so at some point you feel like if someone's not in that for the long haul if they think it's something that you just fix tomorrow like you're gonna feel like a burden Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's not going away like it has to be someone who's like i understand that this is what we are gonna be doing (laughs) right like for forever um which is why i think like when he talks about like and addresses mental illness and like the family unit in hereditary i think there's a of respect that comes with it mm-hmm. a little bit like it's still kind of like used as a tool and can be pretty gross but i think there was parts of it that were like 
you know, it might be okay. <laughs> you know, with this, it was like, she was just her anxiety. Mm-hmm. She was just the victim that she was making herself to be, which also like, if you don't know anyone with anxiety, you're going to like, people had to think she's annoying. She just literally spends the whole movie walking by herself, almost having a panic attack. That's like 90% of this film. And then mm-hmm. people are being killed gruesomely. Like, <laughs> like yeah. um, and she doesn't notice. And like, there's even a point where Pele is like a few times where Pele is that explains to her, like, I lost my family, my parents when I was young in a mm-hmm. fire and we're to assume it was from the whole thing, right? Um, but explains like, you know, I, but I have this support system and she like really does not care. She yeah. dismisses that. It does not matter to her because she really just is her pain. And the reason I feel like she kind of like holds on to Christian is because he helps her still be her pain. Mm-hmm. She gives, is, He's another reason for her to be felt bad for and be the victim. And that's like not helpful for anyone who has anxiety. And so I think like the, we have two characters who had some type of mental illness who are, you know, used. And the same thing with Ruben, right? Like, what is the whole point of him, right? Uh, and it's to be like, this is problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think there's like a lot of levels to this. And I think the, you know, the white supremacy acts aspect of it is is pretty interesting. And the main reason why I, I gave it another watch. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are to watch it, like looking at how the, the characters of color are, are treated, because even Pele dismisses Josh. Josh um, and like you knew he was coming here to do his thesis and then you're like oh the elders aren't gonna let it happen and mm-hmm. it's not until the white guy says i want to do this that the elders say okay yeah i mean i i kind of attributed it to how for forever people have been like telling black people what their experiences or like people of color like oh it's not that bad Mm. oh wow why are you still mad about that it's been a minute like get over it um we're in a post whatever society ridiculous (laughs) whereas just like yeah just dismissing any any sort of emotion that they're feeling and like gaslighting them just basically being like you think it's bad it's not like he just went to the train he went to the train you don't know him obviously he would leave without you like what do you mean everyone chill everything's fine and convenient everyone relax have a nice time yeah everyone let's not talk about anything bad let's just have a nice time yeah let's just all be civil talk to each other be friendly dance take drugs <laughs> yeah lots of this like don't talk about anything bad let's not have conversations <laughs> that trip attributed to growth or whatever like yeah. we're just gonna always be the same it's cool we're oh, just gonna fine. vibe man we're, we're gonna... literally all the same because we just keep having yeah. children with each other just doing this <laughs> just vibing man yeah like uh, don't kill the vibe yeah don't don't say bad stuff don't make negative emotions if we're gonna do that we're gonna all feel it yeah we're gonna bring down the vibe man <laughs> listen you're, <laughs> you're totally killing the vibe yeah. uh another thing that i think is, is funny in my second way through is that i was like every single white character in this that like feels owed or deserving of things and like there are times when it's like remarked upon mm-hmm. and like there like yeah there's like this expectation of uh one that like they're gonna be forgiven they're gonna have the space to do things and like that they're just owed things so like um one of the examples is like the 
I can't remember his name, but the jerk who jerk ends man. up like peeing on the tree or whatever. When that happens, he's just like, why are they mad? I would just be, it's just a tree. I'm just peeing on it. Like he, he has an American thing of like, I didn't know, whatever. Like, don't like essentially like don't hurt me because I didn't know. Like, and mm-hmm. he's so used to like not being held accountable. But there's also like the way that Pele kind of like interacts with everyone else like he's just like no i just expect this thing to be um all the the people in this town are like no this is what it happens has to happen this way anyone who's doing something else is wrong right Mm -hmm. but then there's also this like past conversation that happens about with connie who's the the indian woman and the guy who brought her and i can't remember his name because something scandinavian uh but he brought her and they like asked like because it's it's after the awkward conversation where like how long have you guys been dating and they're like oh and uh christian goes to say like i think a little over three and a half years and danny Mm -hmm. says four years yeah it's like but she was also playing around like she led him to that because she's like Mm -hmm. uh oof like but she knew yeah girl you (laughs) playing right now like don't say it what do you mean like you're just trying to make him a jerk because he is one but like you're just actively playing you're setting yourself up yeah so they have it and so it's awkward and so to kind of change the subject christian says like how did you all meet Mm -hmm. and the guy who brought them says like well i was dating connie and then i met him and she's like we went on one date we were not and i didn't know it was a date Mm -hmm. and then like later she ended up dating the guy that she was with and i can't remember his name and like now they're engaged or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like kind of blows it off he's like yeah yeah well they're my friends right but it was like from that little context like he is from this world where he gets whatever he wants he's told that he's deserving of everything that he could ever want Mm -hmm. he goes outside of that he thinks he's on a date with this woman who's just being friendly to him Mm -hmm. right and it's that idea of like by being friendly to me you are telling me you want to be mine Mm -hmm. right and like oh you weren't mine and now i'm kind of getting revenge and he ends up dying too uh and i was just like that little like in exchange, I was just like, every single person in this film thinks they're owed something, and they're mm-hmm. not. And I think that's so interesting, uh, like, a, in a level that I hadn't noticed before. Yeah. It's, like, entitlement and, like, privilege. Just, like, I am IP gold. Yeah. Everyone give me the things. Yeah. Manifest destiny. This land is mine. <laughs> like, who are you to tell me no? Yeah. What is no? We don't say no in this house. You know, yeah. like the mom who doesn't like ever discipline her kid. Yeah. Who doesn't like set boundaries so that they don't grow up and just like wreck stuff or just like hurt people because yeah. they think consequences. I'm going to count to three. Could we not do that? Could we not? Can we use our words? You just pick that child up. He does not weigh very much. You, you pick him go, up, you man. walk away. It's enough, yeah. It's like, we're not here anymore. You've, you've ended the experience. Goodbye. Yeah, you could scold them a little better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Caden or something like really white, you know? Mm-hmm. Like C-H-A-D-E-N or something. <laughs> um, they would belong in this Midsummer town. Yeah, I think like when you look at this film and you're like, it's it's similar to The Hunt of like them saying... White people mm-hmm. suck, man. Mm. <laughs> Don't we suck, right? Wow. I think it, it ends up being like a decent film. Like, it's not great, but I get it. And I can see why, you know, Jordan Peele having created Get Out and like exposing the villain in kind of in a way where like we it, it's similar, like the way that these two groups of people are villains uh, and the way that they're kind of seen 
is so similar because mm-hmm. no one is afraid when they should be. Mm-hmm. Like, it took a long time. Like, it took Chris from Get Out such a long time to trust his gut because he's so used to kind of like always having his spidey senses on. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, I'm overreacting. They're just being weird white people, right? Yeah. And the same thing with like, like one, we're in a different place. And so there are these customs that we're getting used to, but no one is reacting. With enough. Yeah. And when there's like a group of people, right? Like one, it's like you're one person against a group of people. But again, there's a group of people who have convinced each other and themselves that this is right. That there's someone else. Like these are just tools and items for us to continue the world that we live in to to Mm -hmm. maintain this level and this status and this power right this supremacy and white supremacy yeah and so like but and and the arrogance to be able to do that in broad daylight and know with confidence that they're ultimately going to get what they wanted right like they underestimated chris severely right but Mm -hmm. they had him up like he was really up at on the ropes. Like mm-hmm. it was looking real bad. And had it not been his friend in that cop car, like it would have been really bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Midsummer. Like nobody the bad guys win. The bad guys win. Yeah. Right? The same thing with hereditary. The bad guys win. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no there's no victory. There's her accepting it and joining into like that's just like buying into the honestly, like borderline like capitalism also white supremacy and like you're just like whatever's convenient you're telling me i can just exist and have a nice time we don't gotta talk about anything too serious we don't gotta worry about anything else once mm-hmm. every once in a while a bad thing happens yeah <laughs> yeah but it's necessary but so that we can have good things it's happen. necessary mm-hmm. that's exactly like yeah. yeah not being mad at like the townspeople or the this group of people for you know dragging her boyfriend and then raping him because mm-hmm. that's honestly what happens yeah right uh and not being mad at them being mad at him enough to have him be burned alive in a bear like that in itself is like that's the problem like we're not winning no one wins and yeah. she is a villain in being a victim that is a white woman who just like is existing and things happen to her and completely ignoring that other people have pain yeah and that these are the bad guys so i think like on a you know new look at it it's fine so you won't hear me spout it as the worst horror film like i've previously said that's still contracted to me contracted still the worst horror film uh (laughs) but nor maybe not ever but in the last 20 years yeah uh but i I, you know i don't i do think it's pretty boring and like (laughs) it's not hereditary i thought hereditary was visceral oh you were on the edge of your seat the whole time in hereditary (sighs) so good and I, yeah. and I, you know, in this reevaluation and understanding that, like, this came right after. Like, he made it because, like, he had his premiere of Hereditary then, like, got on a plane and then shot this, right? And it's mm-hmm. pretty artistic. It is beautiful because it's an A24 film and that's what it needs, right? Mm-hmm. There's interesting editing things. There's this whole idea of, like, what is real. Like, the whole fact that, like, while she's, like, kind of fighting the midsummer people she has like the continuous seeing of like her becoming the grass Mm -hmm. and then later she's like surrounded by flowers like she has blossomed and she's bloomed into what they wanted her to be so there's like all these little things that are 
interesting and inventive like her mm-hmm. going into the bathroom in the apartment but she ends up closing the door in the bathroom in the airplane mm-hmm. that was fun the way that they turn the camera to show you like we're going into a tipsy topsy world right yeah which is a similar like that aerial view kind of reminded me of get out as well like when mm-hmm. he's going through and you just hear the like hum like uh the like sisters like singing that one song i was just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. kind of like it's, it had the same feeling like i was like we are going into strange white people land yeah right. bad stuff is gonna like, happen you need to go you get need, out, like get you out should be like oh no right yeah so that part i was like there are some things in there that are, are interesting i just like i probably will never watch it again because i've seen it now and yeah. i've like really seen it now and i um so i'm sorry i hated it so much but i i do think it's like valid to really not like i i really think that our Aster should apologize for his depiction of bipolar disorder. Yeah. Like, honestly. Um, because it is really toxic and harmful to that community. Um, and it's, again, it's just replicating what horror yeah. has done forever. And it's like, if you're trying to make a film that's, like, really reflective on, like, mental health issues, which is, like, ultimately, like, he argues that that's a big piece of it, is mm-hmm. that he's trying to, like express that like this is what it's like when you can't ask for help like how asking for help is so stigmatized in the mental health sphere Mm -hmm. and then in the same breath like just manipulating a story of like a false version of someone with a mental health disorder like that's not yeah you're doing the opposite of what you were intending to do and also i get it i think it said the things that it was saying yeah I just don't, like, don't say it's about a breakup then. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. have that be the main pillar that this film stands on. Yeah. Like, if anything, that is 75% of my problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. I'm just like, that's, to do all of that for a, that's disrespectful. It's, yeah, it's very dismissive of, like, the, yeah. any other character that's in there. And it's like, and if you're arguing it's about race, immigration, and white supremacy, argue that. Yeah. Say that from the the rip like say that that's what it is and i don't know if he did i don't think so though i I remember seeing so many articles when we first did research on it that it was about a breakup and that's just rude like you're doing a lot of you're doing a lot if it's a breakup film so i mean i still yeah i think it said what it said that's it's good it said stuff you know good job thank you for saying things thank you for For being deliberate because that's what we say right it's like yeah do it Mm -hmm. and i think like one thing is, you know, we have talked about it in a, our past few episodes is like having like characters of color and being deliberate with them. And I think like this is a, an example of of it being commentary in and of itself. Like mm-hmm. it was not overt, like it's not get out level of like we are talking about racism mm-hmm. and prejudice. Right. It was like, here's how not only the horror genre, but like how white people and this idea have treated people of color and so like their deaths and the way that we're treating them in this film is an example of that Mm -hmm. and so like that was good like they weren't there and they weren't just killed off because like he wasn't taking into account that that would matter Mm -hmm. he did take into account that it would matter and did it on purpose yeah and so i think that is a merit (laughs) yeah like that's that's a a point yeah and Um, so yeah they're, yeah, they're good and bad. I don't want to see it again. I didn't well, enjoy yeah. watching it the first time. And it. I respect what happened. 
<laughs> yeah. in the areas that it was good. Like, yes, it's necessary. Do it. Do it well. Yeah. Whatever. Live your, live your best life. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. I well, I yeah. I, there's parts it. in that that are upsetting. Um, just as like a, you know, like a um, trigger warning. Mm-hmm. And that stuff was sensitive to you. So it makes sense to not yeah. enjoy, not want to watch that again. Because yeah. it's it can be very awful. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think you know, what we talk about here in the, and and I think like, you know, people who listen to us because they don't like horror movies, but they want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think like that's kind of what this film is. Like for people to not watch it if they have that kind of sensitivity to it and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but to like explore, like, what is it telling you without having to experience, um, the trauma of it in that personal way? Mm -hmm. Like you can kind of know about the trauma Instead of actually having to feel it. Um, First hand. Which is why we're here. Right? (laughs) Like to tell you those things. So, yeah. I, you know. So people can stop sending me midsummer memes. This is a joke. (laughs) It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. I I love it. It's fine. Yeah. I think it's better than I thought. Uh, I just think it's kind of. I don't viscerally hate it. That's just like. Yeah. It's there. It's in a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I apologize. I asked her for parts of my hate. But again, I think you really should own up and say sorry about mental illness. Because you did it dirty. Like, that didn't help. That beginning part, like, could have been switched out for literally any catalyst. Because Mm -hmm. Danny was already that. could have just died from anything. Yeah. And that still would have had the same effect. Yeah. Like... Or her sister could have just died. Like, her sister could have just committed suicide and her parents could have already been dead, like, from anything, mm-hmm. right? And, like, that would have been fine. Oh, well, yeah, because it wouldn't have depicted them as a, like, homicidal person. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, with the only just... explanation being that they had a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just would have made the whole rest... Like, maybe I wouldn't have been as, like, on the edge of my seat ready to fight. Yeah, uh, we almost left. <laughs> that wasn't the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah. could have gotten her pain and all of that, and the fact that she's been gaslit from her boyfriend. We could have gotten that without depicting them as a homicidal person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it happened. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. Well. Please apologize, but, you know. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I get the rest of it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't ever have to see it again. It's great. Um yeah, so but I won't like bite anyone's ear if they say they liked it. Like, yeah, no, I need to know why so you liked it. I first. do really want to know. Why. I need to know why. I but do honestly really want to. I don't want to fight you afterwards. So yeah, I would say yeah. If you if there are things about this film that you enjoyed and you're like you're still wrong, uh, <laughs> go ahead and email us. Those yeah, I want to know. Uh, comments below on our uh, YouTube or like leave us a comment on any of the podcasting apps uh or social media because uh, yeah i think it's it, we value your input um even if we're like no we don't agree with that because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we do, i mean we want to know we want to know what people got from it mm-hmm. um from any of the films that we cover so be sure to do that and that's how we like find out the new stuff that's why we retouch on topics like if we didn't see that article Mm-hmm. Maybe we wouldn't have had these dope crowns like chilling and talking to y'all. So <laughs> yeah, now we wouldn't have been vibing, man. Yeah, I like, don't kill your vibe. Yeah, you're harsh in my mellow. Yeah, <laughs> right? like it's like it's only good vibes here. You're harsh in my negative feelings white away. mellow. Like oh my god, that's don't remind me that this sucks and that other people are suffering. You guys are still talking about. about the fact that stuff sucks. 
what is the thing that'll pacify this? I just want to get my lattes. Yeah. Please just buy this Black Lives Matter shirt from Etsy, even though I'm just a white woman. And it's a print shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Me. Exactly. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you learn anything, it's that uh, Danny's villain, too. And, uh, yeah, don't get married. Delete your kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. I was trying to think of something.